Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Full Court Podcast, presented by Enoch Lee and Angus Wong. We are at episode five. We will be bringing you guys uh, our takes and thoughts on the NBA every Monday. Every Monday, and wow, five episodes in. I can't believe how fast and how far we've gone already with this whole podcast thing, especially since since I remember this was just an idea not too long ago. Now it's reality. Yeah, I mean, we're still new, but five episodes in, like, I'm proud of us, bro. I'm proud yeah, of and us. It's, it's getting easier. Like, the first couple of episodes were hard, but it's getting more casual. I feel like it's almost second nature. <laughs> <laughs> um, We broke 100 followers. We appreciate y'all for that on our Instagram. Uh, we will be doing a giveaway, the details at the end of this podcast. Uh, just a short one for you guys today. I mean, not short, but a little shorter than what we usually do. Because uh, I'm going to be flying out in the morning tomorrow uh, to go meet up with Angus. And we're going to go to the Mismatch Live show. And I'm very excited for that. Yes, very excited. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah so let's get into you better, it. You better listen to the full podcast if you want to get a chance to win our cool prizes <laughs> for our 100-follower giveaway. Yeah, it's nothing huge, but we do want to give a, a small token of our appreciation to y'all that do be listening regularly or just tune in for, you know, just to support. We appreciate it either way. Yeah, we really do. Angus, I want to tell you, I had a, I just had my first organized basketball game. Yeah. Uh, like a couple hours ago at Waxford. Really? Yeah, dude. Wow, you're in the league. <laughs> shout out, shout out to, shout out to our boy Jeff for letting me play, joining, uh, letting me join his team in the middle of the season. Dang. Uh, but, but it really just let God, anybody play. But God knows they need it. They needed me on the court today. <laughs> we didn't How, win, but uh, I think I had like I don't even keep in track, but I think I had like 17, 18. I only took like ten shots, eight, eight or ten shots. So I had a pretty efficient game. Yeah, I don't think so. That's so cap. What do you mean? You're not efficient. I'm, no, yeah, usually I'm not, but like I actually had a pretty good game. Like I'm not even lying to you. We only lost right. by ten. We only lost by like eight. But <laughs> hey, we don't have any size. I don't want. We don't have any size, so we were getting bodied on on, on the on the block, and these refs were slurping the other team. Man, I swear to God. Were you getting mad? Were you getting upset? Dude, I was talking. talking? <laughs> I was talking so much shit. Oh my god! But yeah, so you would if say that if, you had a little Luca and Book moment today, didn't you? Something like that. Something like that. That was a great game. An excellent game. I I, I love uh the NBA showcase Sunday showcases lately. NBA on Sundays have been hitting way harder than usual. Yeah, should have um should have went to OT. Uh, it was tied at 126 at, at like 10 seconds left, 13 seconds left in regulation. And Kevin Durant hits a pull-up midi. That's like tch, a butter for him. Yeah, nobody Speaking. on the Mavericks can even do a single thing about that. He's just way too tall. The Mavericks have no size. Yeah, the only guy that could have in Dorian Finney-Smith is gone now. So, speaking of layups, though, uh, Luka comes down with 10 seconds left. Gets a wide open look. Uh, some may call it a push off on Josh Akogi. Not on Josh, but on Luka to Josh Akogi. Regardless, no call was called, and Luka proceeds to smoke the layup. Absolutely uh, smokes it. Yeah. But I mean, if you guys hoop, 
It doesn't matter how good you are. Like, you just saw it. One of the greatest players in the NBA missed a wide-open layup. That shit happens. You know, like, you can't really control that all the time. Like, uh, And also, he used his momentum to push Josh Okogie off. So his 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 momentum was all out of whack. He wasn't sure how much he should put on the ball. I've been there. As a hooper, you know. Balance. Definitely off balance. Exactly. He, he, he could tell he had the touch on it. It just... The role, the rotation wasn't right because it just bounced out. Yeah, what happened after like, that though? You know what happened after that? For <laughs> people that didn't see, uh, Book was talking trash to Luca, and Luca got all up in Book's face, and Book was smiling the whole time, and Luca was smiling. But yeah, that was weird. It, <laughs> I think it's bringing back bad blood of the oh for of sure. last year's playoffs because sure. once again Devin Booker doesn't have the balls to talk shit to Luca. Until he's up at the end of games, like Dude. Luca said in the post game, he said next time they want to talk shit, do it when you're not about to win the game. I saw that. Dude, I I I agree with him though. Like, I love Devin Booker's game. I I won't like. Don't get me wrong. I love his game. I don't really like Devin Booker as a as a like as a play. I don't want to say person because I don't know him personally. But as a person, you don't on like the, the court, personality. The personality. Yeah. At least at least when he's on the floor. Uh, he's a killer. Don't get me wrong. He's the face of the of the the Suns. Even with Durant on the team, he's the face of the Suns. He's their go to guy. He had I think thirty seven today. Uh, outscored Luca and Kyrie. Not not totals, but you know individually he outscored them. And was way um, more efficient. He was way more efficient. Way more efficient. But but, but that the attitude you're talking about that's just that's just comes from him having dating, dated a Kardashian. <laughs> That's where it comes in, that Kardashian curse. <laughs> you might be right. But, dude, I don't know. I just, like, you're going to wait. Like, that's, honestly, that's some pussy shit, though. Like, like for real, like, Booker knows that anyone can he miss He remembers that how, how, how embarrassed they were in, yeah, in but, game but bro, seven. Did you see him point at, like, where Luca shot the layup? And he was like, oh, like, I'm sure. I don't know exactly what he said, but he was probably like, oh, you missed the layup. Like, you're hella close, blah, blah, blah. Bro, Luca and had 30, 34, I think. 34, but he had to take, like, so many shots. He was extremely inefficient. This is the most inefficient I've ever seen Luca. And this is also one of the first games where I see Kyrie Irving really struggle to handle the ball because mm. Josh Okoye was that good on defense. Mm. Yeah, I guess he was guarding both people then, right? Yeah, he was. Josh Okogie has been the the Swiss Army Knife defender that the Suns have needed. He's playing big for his position, too. He's only 6'4", but he's guarding Luka, who's a pretty big player. And then on most nights, he's guarding the other team's best wing. I I really want to see a playoff series between these two teams. These two teams. I think it'll be a classic. I think... This has potential to be like the Suns Mavericks rivalry in the early 2000s. Uh, those were always great playoff series, and I'm just glad that this rivalry is getting reignited again with Book and Luca. And this time, I, 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 the NBA has been missing rivalries like this, where two top dog players are going neck and neck at each other. This is what the NBA needed, and I'm glad it's back. Yeah. Um. If. They could easily I t- so <clears throat> you think the best chance of them meeting in the playoffs would that have to be in the first round? So, uh, have, 
definitely the first round because I have the I believe the Mavericks will find their groove again. Uh maybe recover from this loss and I don't know. They they would have to overtake the Warriors and the Warriors are playing extremely well right now. Yeah. But I, I think Phoenix is at four now. So you're saying if, if Dallas takes a five spot, then yeah, that'll be a first round playoff series. Um but I could see Phoenix moving up um uh past the Memphis Grizzlies because why? Past the Grizzlies. Because they have been struggling without Adam I mean with Steven Adams. The Grizzlies are a transition playing team and an offensive rebounding team. And what does Steven Adams do? He facilitates the transition offense as well as crash the offensive glass. And without that, the Grizzlies is missing part of their identity. Yeah, it's he's he's the biggest guy on their team. And he he's the the I was gonna say only uh only interior defender, but no, they have Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, but he's one of your, if not your best rebounder, uh, a, a force inside, one of your best screen setters, and you lose that for 35 minutes a night, and that's huge. And you can see it in their record. Um, now they've lost their superstar in John Morant for at least two games, um, which we're gonna no, get now to. They're saying indefinitely. Think, mm, and I told you that I texted you that, did I not? I, it was you or someone else, but I said yeah, it's gonna be longer than that. two games. Yeah, I told yeah. you, yeah. The group chat. I said it's going to be longer than two games. When that initially came out, it's going to be longer than two games. For people that don't know what happened, um basically last summer, uh John Morant was hosting like some uh some runs in his in his I think I'm I'm assuming backyard. Uh I don't know who the hell we invited, but you know, they're probably people that know Jaw or or people that know a friend of Jaws that came into hoop. I was told that these um, these players are like, you know, these are good players. Like he jaw, make sure that the p- people that come to hoop at his crib are like, you know, they're good players. Gotta have good runs. Yeah. And it's understandable. What's not understandable. We'll get, I'm not going to bring that up yet, but basically, um, what happens or what is alleged to be alleged to happen is that jaw, some 17 year old, uh, kid and guys, 17 isn't really a kid, especially if he's a high-level basketball player. You can imagine what a 17-year-old kind of looks like in that setting. Um, oh, but, so, but 19-year-olds in the NBA are kids. Come on, 17 is still a kid. Yeah, he's still a kid, but it's not like this is like a, a 12-year-old boy. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I'm not I'm not even on Jaw's side. I'm just trying to bring that up. But, uh, yeah, punches... Ends up punching the kid 12 to 13 times, which reported by the Washington Post. So you probably got to know that this at least happened if this is. uh, But um, uh, then there's news that Jaw came out with a freaking gun. Telling the kid to leave. Flash his gun. Flash his gun. And that and that is not proven yet to have happened, but it probably happened. And you know why I'm saying it probably happened? Imagine getting invited to your friend's house to play basketball and he pulls a freaking gun on you. Like, the hell? Well, I was, I heard that the kid actually said, uh, so you know how basketball is. People start shit talking. It happens all the time. It's part of the sport. Uh, sometimes it gets overboard. And I heard the kid told, I heard that the kid was, was telling people that he was going to come back. He was going to leave, come back, bring his gun, and shoot up this whole place. Uh, and then so Jaw oh, filed dude. a report after. Yeah, so Jaw filed a report. What's weird is that Jaw filed a report like weeks later, um, 
like a lot of weeks later. I don't remember exactly how many, but it was more than two or three. It was like, you know, it was a good amount of time later. He filed a report saying that the kid actually said that. Um, so sus. it is sus. Yeah. So no one knows really what happened. Um, but what did happen this Saturday. So the Washington Post posted that uh, article uh, like last week, was it? Yeah, it it was last week, and it seems yeah, it was it seems fishy how every all the news is dropped at once, or it's like it seems like enough plan take down of John Morant. Yeah, or it, no, I don't think that that's what it was at all. It, 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 this is this is something that's been in, being investigated. This is something that happened last summer, so like seven yeah. eight months ago. Um, yeah, investigation. It didn't like just happen. Yeah, and and I think for the Washington Post to post this story, that means that there's enough concrete evidence for them to actually, you know, write about it. And or because court documents became public, that could be it. Yeah, but either or, it's bad for John Morant now. Um, I don't know if the league knew about it. I mean, they probably knew about it. So the, the fact league that, knows everything. Yeah, this Saturday. No way. Sorry, last night. Not even. Saturday last night, uh, we're recording right now Sunday 10 p.m. Uh, last night Saturday night, uh, John Morant. So he has to either live under a a rock or he doesn't have a cell phone to not know that people are talking about him and having a gun or he's just straight up stupid. Because what he does is he goes on his live stream last night and flashes his gun to the to the. 60 million people that follow him on Instagram. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, yeah, that was about the dumbest thing you can ever do as an NBA athlete and a public figure, especially when you already have all these, all the news about him flashing another gun circulating the news right now. It's just extremely irresponsible from John Morant, considering that he, he represents the city of Memphis, which has struggled with gun violence. He's also uh, a branded superstar in the league, too. It's just ridiculous, man. Like, that's just stupidity at its finest. Um, You know Brandon Miller uh, of Alabama? Yeah. Did you hear about the whole... Did you hear the whole... About the whole uh, incident with his friend and the gun? Yes. Yes, that he owned the gun that was used to kill someone. And the murderer was was his teammate. That's insane. That it's it's guys. If you don't know about the story, look up Brandon Miller and 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 it will come up. Uh, read about it a little bit. It's an insane story, but uh, I bring it up because Brandon Miller, uh, he's not in jail now. He's not charged with anything. Uh, I think there might be some case going on, but he didn't kill the guy. Basically, he he the guy that the gun that was used to kill someone was his gun, and that's why he got a bunch of slack for it. But he never killed anyone, or he didn't tell anyone to kill. It's just like. His friend got into a fucking stupid bar fight, and and then one thing led to another. And Brandon Miller was there, but Brandon Miller didn't kill anyone, so he's still playing for Alabama right now. But all season long, he's been doing this pistol celebration pregame with his team. The, you know, the handshake guy. Uh, every guy got the handshake guy. The guy that never plays but does a handshake guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a fucking honor, dude. If like you're on the end of that's the bench, like maybe you're maybe you're a freshman or like at least in high school, like. Uh, like I think I did that a couple times, but you know, that shit was that shit was dope. Like if you didn't play, yeah, but, but you were the guy that dapped all the handshakes you had to remember, all those handshakes you yeah. had to remember. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Brandon Miller has this p- 
pistol celebration he does before every game. Uh, and this is a star player. It's supposed to be top five in the draft potentially next year. I like his game a lot. So it would be a shame if anything happens. But after the news came out that that happened where his friend killed somebody and it was his gun and whatever, blah, 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 he was innocent, whatever. Bro decides to still keep that same celebration. And people don't watch college basketball. Like, no one knows that he's been doing it all season. So for him to do it after the fact that this story came out, it's just stupidity, bro. It's it's dense. It's I mean, it's tone deaf. That's what I meant. Yeah. Tone deaf. It's just, it's just like, do you guys live under a rock? Do you guys not have a phone? Like, like do you guys not have parents <laughs> what's going on here yeah these these athletes are getting out of control and like they're they're role models for kids too so the next generation of basketball players might get influenced by this for sure I, you know i'm not gonna fucking slander jaw but i really hope that this doesn't affect his career too much i hope he learns from this um, but Jaw, Jaw's going to be out for a minute, and um, this is only <laughs> good news for me and you, right? Because yeah, Grizzlies currently sitting news. at the number two spot, only have the lead over the Kings by one by game. one game. Yeah, and if Jaw is out indefinitely, he's probably going to be out until the end of the investigation is over. And you know how long they take? They take their fucking time. So. I'm pretty confident in us Kings getting the second, probably competing with the Suns for the second seed, uh, which yeah. is kind of scary. But it's good that we're that we could. I was just telling someone, why is it ridiculous for us to talk about the second seed in the West being a contender? I think it's a bit ridiculous because you have to put into context the rest of the Western Conference. There are teams that were that had bad luck such as the warriors who have bad injury luck and um they were struggling without without some of the key rotational pieces from their championship team they they got a completely new bench and they have to adjust to that as well but i think fully healthy the warriors are a better team than the kings realistically but the kings are taking advantage of their uh circumstances and they're really gunning for that second spot in the west are are the Warriors really a better team? I, think, I would think so. Because your team is only as good as your best player, and Steph Curry is an all-time great. Fox is up there too, brother. Fox, yes. I love if Fox. We're talking about, right. If I, we're talking about I'm this... Not, I'm not slandering the Kings. I'm not slandering the Kings. I'm not about to talk shit about my team. <laughs> but I'm just trying but to be if realistic. If we're talking about this season, bro, if we're talking about this season... Yeah, you could talk about bad luck on Steph. He's been hurt twice, major injuries. But don't you think that could be his body just, you know, his age catching up to him? It, it, it could it be. It definitely is his age. And I hate thinking about it, but sometimes I wish Steph Curry wasn't a three- to four-year college player because then he might have so, so many more years of his career. No. Like, he he's 34 years, years old. Bro, his senior yeah. year is the whole reason he got drafted. So, yeah. Yeah, his yeah, what a run, what a run that was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the going back to that Mavericks and Suns game, uh, it should have gone to OT. Uh. Um, 
there are there have been some talks about overtime rules recently, uh, coming mainly from Adam Silver, the commissioner of the league. Yeah. So so basically, Eric Pincus of the of Bleacher Report reports that Adam Silver is strong is considering implementing a set score in overtime to prevent longer games and a player wear and tear, basically. But really, he was just protecting Kawhi Leonard. Looking over for Kawhi Leonard and his and his poor knees and his poor legs, because he can't play back to backs and he can't play over forty one minutes and thirteen seconds, or else his knees will disintegrate. <laughs> Great choice of words. Uh, I I don't like that at all, bro. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, but the the Kings nearly set an NBA record, and and the NBA is doing everything they can to make sure the Kings don't get any shine. This is this know, right? is. This is the NBA Illuminati. They're down. They're they're trying to take down the Kings for some reason. Why did the Kings win that game, bro? One of the main reasons: fresh legs. And you can't just say, "Oh, we should change the rules because our older superstars can't keep up." No, bro. When the old starts getting old, the new comes in. The Jason Tatum's. The De'Aaron Fox, the Luka Doncic's, the Keegan Murray's, the the Keegan Murray's. This is the turning of the tide, bro. Like this is maybe not Kawhi. Like Kawhi still got a lot left in him, but a lot of these guys, like LeBron, Steph, PG, Kawhi, uh, you know, like all those players are just getting hurt. AD, like it's just even Kyrie Irving. Man's always dealing with injuries. It's just I just just don't get it. Why having a set score is even being considered? Because everybody knows that basketball is a game of runs. If you have a set score, you're just allowing the first team to make a run. To make a run, but we know that te- good teams, great teams, often bounce back from getting punched in the face like that in the same game. Just like the Kings did in that game, they were down by 14 in the fourth, and they and they went on a run to send it to OT and then to double OT. Bro, you could say that you could say the Clippers were tired it. At end of regulation, Maybe that's, yeah, that's and, why they gave up. And they weren't on the second day game of a back to back, and the Kings were able to take it to them for two OTs. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that at all, man. <laughs> it's just people love to watch overtime play. Why would you take that away from them just so that just because these old guys can't keep up? It's just ridiculous. And, bro, there's been triple OT games, double OT games. I think there's been a couple quadruple OT games. No. But there's been, I remember, there's been a couple of triple OT games, and none of this talk was ever talked about until the Kings did it. And it's just fucking stupid because if the Clippers won that game, none of this would be a thing. Yeah. None of that. but maybe maybe the vision is the same with the All Star game. Like players will play way harder, and you'll see like an extremely intense brand of basketball if it comes down to a set score. They were playing hard, regardless. dude. If NBA is full of the the best, the grittiest competitors in the world, all professional sports is full of them. They're gonna play their hearts out when it's OT. They're not going to play 48 minutes and just like, oh, we'll just give them the game. Speaking Talking about of grit. Speaking of, yeah, yeah. Speaking of grit, how about the Knicks? Nine games in a row. 
How about them Knicks? Since we talked, they were on what? Five games win streak? Five game winning streak. And then now they made it to nine. They beat the Celtics twice. Again. And they beat Philly in that nine game streak too. This is not a fluky streak. This is a team that's that really understands the system now and that they know what they're good at. And they're really just and they're finally healthy. And they're coming together right now. Yeah, yeah. Finally have Mitchell Robinson back. Josh Hart. Can't speak enough about the guy. Uh undefeated in the Josh Hart era. Wow, yeah. It just it just it's just so clear that how good of a fit he is for Tom Thibodeau. I'm not even going to say for the team. Like it's just like Tom Thibodeau. You know what I mean? Like Tom Thibodeau loves this guy and it fits in works in with the system so well. Uh I feel like that's what he was trying to get Evan Fournier to, to fill that role, but the guy can't do that. So having a guy that can actually fill the role and do the things that uh Tom actually wants to uh have him do, like it's it's great for Tom and it's great for Josh Hart. Um Talk about Emmanuel quickly, bro. I know he fucked up your fantasy team today. Yes, Emmanuel quickly dropped 88 points in fantasy to put me away for the week, and I lost by by 40 fantasy points. Because nobody, I didn't expect Emmanuel quickly to go off like that, but Jalen Brunson was injured, so it makes sense. But 88 fantasy points, come on. Oh, shit, Brunson didn't play, huh? Brunson has been out, and the Knicks and still, still keep winning. winning. Wow. Uh, yeah, quickly had 38 points, five, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, four steals, two blocks. That's an insane game. Uh, uh, shooting, um, he went 15 for 28, 53, 53% from the field, uh, 54 technically, uh, five threes made. Uh, 28 shots is a crazy amount of shots. <laughs> for quickly, but, but uh, if you saw in the game, Tibbs said that quickly is his guy. And you know why he's his guy? And and before I before I bring that a new before I bring up a new point, quickly has proven to do this. He can drop thirty point games randomly. So I'm that doesn't surprise me as much as the efficiency and the fact that they won with him at the helm. He and, played fifty five minutes. Wow, wow, oh yeah, oh my god, wow. Yeah, uh, Randall had thirty one too. Uh, so they had uh, Randall was doing his thing, but quickly put it over the edge. Um, I want to talk about Quickly's defense, man. This guy is a small dude, and I know you love watching guys play defense, Angus. Uh, I do. So I know you already. I know you already know how good of a defender Emmanuel Quickly is. Guards, yes, I do. to my young guards out there, to my young guards that are maybe still playing any competitive hoops, whether it's middle school, high school, college, whatever. If you are a guard and you want to know what good defense, good on-ball defense looks like, as a small guard, watch Emmanuel quickly. No, it's, watch that entire Knicks team. You can watch quickly, Grimes, and Hart take your pick. That's true. But I think quickly really... Grimes has a little bit more meat to him. So getting a... a they, they all move their feet. But but quickly, when you're not, when you're that, when you're not that big... You really have to cut them off with your chest, meaning you have to get there first. And he's so good at that shit. So good. It's not the, it's it's not his arms though. You know what I mean? Like it's it's his feet. He moves quick. He can get his chest out in front of cut the defender off and also anticipate what the next move is gonna be because he can dribble too. And I always yeah. tell people if you if you wanna become really good at defending good ball handlers, 
you should probably learn how to dribble yourself because once you learn how to dribble yourself, you can kind of anticipate a lot better uh, what this guy's going to do. Oh, his left foot is behind him. He's probably going to go right or he's going to fake right and go left. You know what I mean? Once you get that feeling of the game, defense becomes a little bit easier and you know quickly can dribble the ball. Yes, you sure. can. And um, he's really and- good at using his hands too and getting into passing lanes. I mean, like I said earlier, he has really long arms. And I think one thing Tom Thibodeau can teach, he can teach defense. And I don't think quickly yeah. would un- would reach this defensive production without the help of Thibodeau. I agree. And I and when people would talk about, because I've heard this buzz about quickly being a great defender, and I always assumed it was like, oh, he's just in the passing lanes. He's just active in the passing lanes. He's active hands. You know what I mean? But the bro yeah. has really good on ball defense, like super impressive on ball defense. For a guy his size. So you don't see that a lot. Uh for a, it's like Bones Highland if Bones Highland had lockups. Like that's that's what it looks like, and that's how impressive it is to me. There's no reason why Bones doesn't. That's true, but it's it's it's, it's hard. It's, it's it's hard to play good defense like that, especially on bigger guys. Especially I wouldn't know, but I'm assuming playing defense in the league is is the hardest thing to do. Especially yeah. with all the rules they have. So <laughs> It's it's, and that's their backup. And they got but the fourth he, leading he, player in clutch scoring as their starting point guard in Jalen Brunson. So they 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 have a good team. <laughs> yeah, this I think we're sleep. It's time to take the Knicks seriously now. It is time to take them seriously. I slept. Angus Angus knew about it. I did sleep. I too. slept. I slept. I, the Josh I slept Hart to it at at first, but then after like. 20 games into the season, I started seeing the vision with this team. Yeah. Josh, Josh, the Josh Hart move seemed to just tip the scales a little bit in their favor on the, on the East. I have a question for you, bro. Very interesting question. Yeah. About the Knicks. Let me hear um, it. Are the Knicks better than the Kings? <laughs> are the Knicks better than the Kings? That's funny because they're, they have similar record and mm-hmm. that, and their narrative was very was similar too. Like the Kings were a laughing stock last year, as were the Knicks. And the mm-hmm. players start the fans turned on the team just like the Knicks last year and the Kings last year. And this is a really good bounce back year. Um the Knicks got Brunson, a lefty. The Kings got Sabonis, a lefty, different <laughs> positions, but lefties. Guys, guys. If you've never seen Angus play basketball, he's right-handed. He does everything right, but he does everything basketball-related with his left. He's just better at everything with his left. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It it completely bamboozles the opposition. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I, I don't know, my bad. Um, yeah, so these teams reshuffled their roster, and they were able to achieve balance with their, with their current stars, a.k.a. that Julius Randle and De'Aaron Fox. While adding talent with newer stars. And two defensive-minded coaches. Yeah, but one of them is uh, actually good on defense. The Kings aren't. That's true. But one of them is the best is the 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 best offense in league history. So in league history. Most highest in offensive league. rating in league history. That's guys, crazy. You, you heard that, right, guys? You guys heard that, right? The highest 
offensive rating in NBA history belongs to the belongs. Sacramento motherfucking Kings. The beam team. The beam team. The beam team. <laughs> bro, I don't know. This this year has just been amazing for me, bro. I, I For all Kings fans, I, you guys, I know most of our listeners probably live in Sac, so, like, y'all, like, y'all feel the energy. Y'all feel it. Y'all feel it. It's different. Bro, you know what fucking yeah, it, it you know what happened to me the other day, bro? A couple months ago. Know. What happened? Like the Kings play, they got a dub, and I went to the park. And uh I went to the park and like was I, I met up with some guys there. I, I know, but I'm not really I'm not like I'm not I'm not super I'm not super cool with these guys, but I know them, right? Yeah. And I walk up to them and I was like, Y'all see the Kings game today? I'm all hype and shit. And they're like, You're a Kings fan too? Like as if like I'm a bandwagon. Yeah. What I was like, heck? y'all don't even know me, bro. Shut they the even fuck up. What the hell, bro? I was, I was so offended. I was so offended. Yeah, I'm, I, I want everyone to know I've been a Kings fan ever since I started watching basketball, and I didn't watch it seriously until the year 2010. So that was in the thick yeah. of the playoff drought, and I still believed that next facts. year would I, be I our was, year. Facts. I was, I started being a fan when I was, I think seventh grade. I went to my first basketball game. Uh, it wasn't a Kings game. It was a Warriors Rockets game because I was a Jeremy Lin fan. Um, but uh, soon after that, I did go to a Kings game, and ever since then, that was just my team. Uh, I didn't really have a team prior. It was just Jeremy Lin. <laughs> but, Jeremy Lin. But you know, I gotta rack my. I gotta uh, rep my city. You know what I mean. Uh, but you didn't answer my question. Uh, best of seven series. I know this would never happen. I mean, never say never. The wise words of Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> One of the best interviews yeah, ever. For sure, top two, bro. Maybe uh, along with Cleveland. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> but okay, yeah, best of seven series in the finals, dog. I know. Yeah, let's not talk about the, re- the how realistic that is. But what's your answer? Um. I would have to take the Kings and six. Ooh, spicy. The Kings and six. I'm, I'm telling you why. There's one weak, weak link in in the Knicks rotation, and that is R.J. Barrett. You don't know what you're going to get out of him <laughs> on a game-to-game basis because th- there are times where he'll give you 20 points, but, yeah, he took 23 shots to get those 20 points, and his God, jump damn. shot is so broke. And it the Kings, I, I, I don't see them having any weaknesses and any of their top six to seven guys. Yeah. I mean, granted, the Knicks will with- for sure have better defense and will be far more physical, but the Kings will out outrun the Knicks. And we will see this uh, next Thursday on TNT when the Kings play the Knicks in their second nationally televised game of the season. Oh, that one's nationally televised? Yes, the yes. I mean, NBA flex it to TNT. We haven't played them yet before, huh? We played the Knicks. We we got smacked by them. It was around Christmas time. Oh really? Yeah, it was it was a really frustrating game for me. I was wrapping presents during it. I remember. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. December eleventh. Yeah. Um, that's when we were still figuring things out, though. We had fourteen eleven record. Uh, n- not too bad. 
But you did mention one thing. You said uh, they were going to outrun the Knicks, and that is one thing that I don't watch a lot of Knicks games because of that exact reason. They're, the pace of their offense is so goddamn slow. Guys, if, you ever, if you're ever on prize picks, let me just give you guys a tip real quick. If you guys, the Knicks players are always on there. I don't know why, but the Knicks players are always on there. Just know if somebody like Jason Tatum is playing the Knicks and you're doing points over under, pick the fucking under, dog. The amount of possessions compared to other games is way lower. And it's just, it, it, the, the defense is good. It's just going to be a really slow paced Grinded game. Out usually. game. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't like watching the Knicks, but I do respect them. Let me give you my answer if uh, they played in seven. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't given this, I haven't given this much thought because why would we? Um, but I agree with you. But I don't think you. I think it could go to seven games, um, because one, I feel like this Knicks team is very consistent. You know what to expect from them in like night in and night out, and I can't really say the same about the Kings. I can say, I can say that you can expect you know, night in and night out production from Sabonis and Fox. Yeah. But I can't say that night in, night out, Malik is going to give you 20. Kevin Hurd is going to give you 20. Barnes is going to give you 20. Trey Lowes is going to give you 15. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's like someone different every game. And I wish it wasn't like that. I wish like Malik was like an easy 19 you, a game. Or, or so Hurd was at least. A solidified third star. That's what you want. No, I like the team we have. I don't think, obviously, a third star like a Siakam or an OG or, a, you know, that would help. No, I'm, I'm thinking bigger. I'm like think, This is one of my hotter takes, all right? I think that within the next two years, either Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, or Pascal Siakam will be on the Sacramento Kings. Oh, uh, you did tell me. Tell me why. I, I, you never told me why. Well, I just feel that for the Clippers, the two Clipper wings, how long are they going to stay together? Like, we're already so deep into this project of Ka- Kawhi and Paul George, and they have not won. This is why this year is a really big year for them. If they fail to make the championship again, it it's going to be difficult for me to see a future with these two on the Clippers. Mm. And I think Kawhi or Paul George would like to go to the Kings because that's a team with an established culture. We're, we're establishing our culture this season. And I, I I really hope that free agents around the league want to go to the Kings. Kawhi is not going to feel butthurt that the Kings didn't draft him. No, nah, I don't. I I think he knows his business. <laughs> I, Ka- Kawhi's like Keegan, man. They'll 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 be a perfect one two oh, combo. Shit. <laughs> they would be, or they would just be too much. It would just be there could only be one guy like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I love I Keegan, bro. I love Keegan. Like he's just so humble. He always has a smile on his face. Like just like smile. He rarely gets emotion. It's, it's just a little half half customer service smile. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. He doesn't smile all the time, but when he does smile, it's like it just makes you feel good. You know what I mean? It's like watching your own kid grow up, dude. Yeah, yeah. How old is Keegan? He's probably our age, huh? He's or maybe he, yeah. he's probably older than us. He's probably older oh. than us. By a couple well, he months. got drafted last year, three years in college, so I don't want to do math right now. 
Another team in the East that is killing it, um, the Milwaukee Bucks. They actually just lost, ending their 16-game win streak uh, to the – fuck, who was it to? Sixers. The Sixers. The 76ers. I actually did – yes, I actually did get to see a little bit of that game. Uh, James Harden, the difference maker. And I wish Vintage. James Harden could do this more consistently because the Sixers would be favorites right now if he did. They would uh, definitely be championship so favorites. Because For exactly, sure. James Harden's holding them back because you never know what what's gonna come out of him. Because there are some days where he just engaged as a, as a basketball player. He's cutting to the basket. He's not he's not isoing all the time, and he knows when to give the ball up to Embiid. That's the best version of James Harden you want. But there are some nights where he'll give you twenty two points, take twenty two shots, and then gives you like seven assists. And but it's just a ball stopper the whole time. Yeah, man, there's times when Embiid just looks like unstoppable. Uh, but Harden with his volume, he can score nine points, 12 points in like freaking 20 seconds. I've seen him do it. So even now, if he could get, he had 38, 9, and 10, almost had a triple-double, Uh Shot forty two percent from the field, not 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 super efficient, but thirty eight is still thirty eight points. Um, if he could just give you thirty a night, bro, this Sixers team, yeah, they would be favorites. People got a lot of money on them actually, because uh, they I guess they have good odds to making the finals. Um, I just can't trust James Harden. Yeah, I mean, 22 points is what he's averaging right now. 22 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. So a 38-point game, that's like well above his average. And that's something that you're not getting from him every night. Um, And with a 38-point game, he might give you a 16-point game. I mean, he's going to give you 10 assists, around 10 assists a game. But as your second superstar, like you need more. Embiid needs more from him. So it's... But the Bucks. These two are under a lot of pressure. The, the the Sixers are under a lot of pressure. But yes, let's move on to the Bucks. Uh, are are they the best team in the East or what? Like, what's going on? I mean, sixteen they in are, a row is no joke. A lot of those games they, were, were was without Giannis and uh, Middleton's coming off the bench, uh, which is interesting. But it's it seems to be working. Besides last night. Well. They won tonight, too. They were on a back-to-back, and they beat the Wizards. A good bounce-back win. But yet, I don't think they are just the best team in the East. They are the best team in the NBA. They are still the team to beat. I just... Drew Holiday has been taking a lot more usage in the offense with Chris Middleton being injured and him slowly ramping up their production. And Drew Holiday has played like an all-NBA player this season. Yeah. And you you know Giannis. Giannis is the most dominant force in the league. And this team just yeah. makes so much sense around him. Yeah. Maybe it's time to take back that slander, that all-star slander of Drew Holiday. Yeah, that all-star slander was not warranted because he's all NBA. <laughs> no, no, shut up, bro. You said that. You said it too. You said it too. I did say it. I did sleep on Drew, yeah. but th- this 16-game winning streak that they just had, hold a lot of weight for voters when it's time to vote for those All-NBA teams. Yeah, we'll have a a, a more in-depth MVP debate uh, closer to the end of the season. 
I don't want to talk about. We could talk about that every single episode. I don't want to do that shit. We could. We could. <laughs> yeah. Um but let's um quickly, let's end it end it with the uh, the Kings game against the Timberwolves the other day. Heartbreaking loss um for us Kings fans. Went I, down to the wire. But the thing is the Kings did not look good at all at a single point in the game. I just felt like there's just something off about them. You know what it was? First half, it was Fox Fox's absence on the offensive side of the ball. I don't you think it was Fox absence. To... It was McDaniel's that was absolutely harassing Fox. Mm. Yeah. 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 There's a and, reason and... why the Timberwolves didn't want to give up McDaniel's in a Gobert trade. They know how valuable McDaniel's is. <laughs> yeah, they're smarter than the fucking Hornets. Um, yeah, there's. <laughs> Towards towards the end of the game, which is which is all I got to catch, uh, like the last six minutes of the game, um, it kind of seemed like it was like the Kings versus Anthony Edwards. <laughs> it was, it was, it was he was everywhere on the defensive end, picking up Fox. Uh, you know, I think he hit the dagger on us. Uh, he pull did. up Mitty. Um, it's just, I think I've told you this before, and I could get a, a bunch of shit from this, but. The, the person that Anthony Edwards reminds me of the most is Kobe Bean Bryant. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that. I see it because... Yeah. And let me, explain myself. There. let me explain myself. Oh, go yeah. ahead. I'll, so, I can explain so myself too. Undersized guard. Long, athletic, young, bouncy. What I will say, before y'all, y'all Kobe stands, and rest in peace Kobe, before y'all Kobe stands, get on me. Anthony Edwards doesn't seem like the freak that Kobe was, if y'all know what I mean. Like, basketball is 100% of his life. Like, this guy, he's a much more relaxed guy, you know, just much more um, relaxed, uh, nonchalant. Yeah, definitely not as intense as Kobe. For but sure. He has that love mindset. Him. But exactly, I was going to get to that. Yeah, he, he, the man puts in work. The man loves the game. The guy, the guy takes the game serious. He, he's talking shit about players that, you know, just skip out on games. Like this, he wouldn't do that, and that says a lot about him. Um, but yeah, when you and talk he, about, he, he also says that the the star players should guard other star players, which is a really good point because that that's what helps create rivalries. Well, yeah, star star guards should guard star guards. Yes, but when it comes to like these bigger guys, there's a lot of mismatches sometimes. But yeah, I mean, you agree with me, right? Like, you can see a lot of Kobe comparisons. Not the great, uh, the best shooter, but you can tell it's coming, and he has a great shot shooting. maker in the clutch. Great too. shot, yes, high release, high lift. Just imagine once he developed some some mid post moves, and that footwork and he got that, that Kobe dog had. In him. He got that dog in him. It just it just comes down to that. He has that same dog. Maybe not to the level that Kobe had, but he had the same dog that Kobe had. It's just it, the guy competes. The guy wants to win. The guy hit the game winner, and he's screaming in the Kings arena. The guy loves to compete, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Anthony Edwards. Although he also loves up. playing in sex gyms. He loves playing in sex gyms. He said that before. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Maybe this is a sign. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. 
He said that too? <laughs> CJ McCollum said that too? No, I said who won it, and I said CJ McCollum. Oh. <laughs> Bro had the fucking craziest season of his career when the fucking bubble happened. Bro, bro, I, I, if y'all know I don't like CJ for no reason. No, like, whatever. Reason. I can, he, he he's playing the Kings next. All right, so I do hope he has a bad game against the Kings next game. Nothing against CJ personally. I know he's a bright guy. He leads the Players Association. Like he's, I mean, I'm sure he's a cool guy. Actually, no. If y'all listen to the JJ Reddick podcast, Jose Alvarado said he's the number one asshole on the team. So maybe he's not a nice guy. Oh, Maybe but that's game. just jokes. That's definitely just jokes. I don't think they were joking. I don't think they were joking. If you watch the podcast, I don't think they were joking. They were fucking serious. And fucking CJ owned up to it, too. <laughs> I watched the whole live, I, I, live you know, hour I, and a half show. I watched it all. I, I think you might be misinterpreting it. No, bro. Go back and watch it, brother. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> they gave examples, too. Like, Jose gave stories. It wasn't like they were just calling him an asshole. They are like... Yeah, he's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna end it there. We have, I have a long day tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna meet up with Angus. Um, meet up with my friend Connor too. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun, man. And we're gonna tell you guys all about it next week. Um, yes, it's gonna be I, great. I, I, Angus, you gotta prepare some questions, bro. I will. Oh, no, I, am. I will. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, if they only do a Q&A and they don't do, like, meeting, uh, like, people, like, you know, in person, like, like close, if they only do, like, a Q&A where, like, they have to hand us a mic, dude, I might fucking pussy out of that. I'm not going to lie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't I'm a tr- I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try not to. Oh, I better man. have, like, a good-ass You're gonna question. You're going to crumble under pressure. Relax, I'm going to try man. not Just to, bro. Bro, I'm going to try not to. It's just a Q&A. It's just a Q&A. Well, he's fangirling over Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon. I, I am too. Fangirl. I don't want to look stupid. But you're getting anxiety. You're getting anxiety right now. I, I always have anxiety. Oh, okay. I do. I just deal with it better than most. And I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> you're the new Kevin O'Cannabis. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. I love that. That he smokes weed and he's open about it. That's fucking dope. He said he 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 doesn't smoke anymore. I know. I saw. I heard. Yeah. Once a stoner, always a stoner, though. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before he starts it back up again, huh? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, giveaway. All right. Here are the rules, guys. If you got to the end of the podcast, we're going to reward you with this fucking giveaway because if you if people hadn't get to it, they don't get this shit. All right. So all you got to do, uh, we're going to be giving out $100 total. Don't get me wrong. We're not giving $100 each, y'all. You know, $100 total because we're broke. Um, and we're going to uh, – so you just got to follow us on our podcast uh, at the full cord podcast underscore and follow me and Angus on Instagram. Uh, Angus, I, what's your at? Mine is Angus uh, dot Wong with two Gs. This I guy believe. doesn't even know his fucking at, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever he said, underscore Enoch, underscore Lee. Follow all three of those accounts. DM us on the Jiggle. Sorry. <laughs> DM us on the, the Full Core Podcast Instagram and DM us uh, 
two things. DM us the word Jigglypuff and DM us your Venmo and we'll send you $10. First 10 people that do that, we'll send you guys $10. Um, yes. If only like only the first 10. Yeah. All right. Valid not yeah. offer after 10 people. <laughs> uh, yeah. If only like five of y'all do it, then we'll just split it, you know, five ways. Should we have a deadline, Angus? Like, yeah, there should be 24 hours. 24 no, hours. Give them till Wednesday. Till Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday yeah. at at 12:17 p.m. What the fuck? All right, let's just say Wednesday if of uh, uh if only 5 of y'all claim this reward and Wednesday comes and we'll just give y'all 20 each or we'll send another 5, um, another 10. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But um yeah, we just want to show you guys some appreciation. It's nothing big, but, you know, it's just something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's well, Angus, do I got to pack, my brother. I got to pack still. Got to pack? Oh, It's only two days. Pack. So Yeah, just two days. Don't pack too much. If you guys didn't know that, me and Angus never do these podcasts uh, in the same room. We always do it. He lives in Orange County. So, uh, yeah. It's all remote. So, we... We 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 have some good production over here, bro. Yeah, this yeah. our production team. I like to thank our production team. I like to thank our writing team. <laughs> they do an amazing job of helping us out. And they're, yeah, and us. they're quite attractive. They're very attractive. Yep. Yeah, the two guys that that do our production, Enoch and Angus. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. We appreciate you guys a lot. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fucking fun tomorrow. You down to drink tomorrow, bro? Just end the podcast. <laughs> Damn. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, yeah. Peace. Peace.